0: Zen here. As I mentioned last week, we need a little bit of a break from recording while we take care of some personal family issues. And I don't think I'm up to selling another podcast. So for this week, we'd like to repost one of our favorite vintage podcasts which was originally aired on January 28th in 2019. We talk about random international trivia. Some of them involve wildlife, some planes, some of them discuss food and Some of them involve wombat poop. Nice. We'll see you again next week, though, with a new podcast and maybe more on international trivia. We look forward to seeing you then. Bye.
1: Hey, welcome and hello to the Meet Us in Paris podcast. I am Kristen. I'm Katharina. And I'm Zen. Um, So, this is the podcast where we discuss worldwide travel. And today I'm actually giving Zen a break from the hosting and let him rest his voice (laughs) a bit. Um, So, on this episode, um, a little more introspective side. I tried to find a quote that embodies our whole podcast and why so many people um, like ourselves love to travel. And um, after a little bit of research, I think one of the people who said it best was Jack Kerouac when he said, because in the end, you won't remember the time you spent working in the office or mowing your lawn. Climb that goddamn mountain. Hmm. So (laughs) with that in mind, one of the reasons we travel is to learn about other people and their cultures and the world that we're all living in. Um, So we thought it would be fun this week to offer up some of that world and travel trivia that we have picked up um, in a combination of all of our journeys. Um, It makes for great party talk and also just expanding your mind a little bit. So some of them deal with food, other with the journeys itself, and others on culture. So there are things like, did you know that wombat scat is in the shape of cubes? (laughs) I nope. learned that, and it is true. <laughs> <laughs> I checked it. That's really weird. And okay. it's—they uh, use that to help guard off other predators.
0: Yeah, and mm-hmm. when they poop, like it won't roll. <laughs>
1: Right, and so, so like, other predators so like see it easily. Yeah.
0: yeah, so like <laughs> if it it's it. on the log, it doesn't roll mm. off. I mean, I know.
2: Oh,
1: wow. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> well, fact. that's interesting. Okay. Um. So good party <laughs> trivia, but um, I don't want to be invited to parties that this trivia is being shared at. <laughs> <laughs> <You> Represented. <never laughs> um.
2: You never know. You might say it at your next party. Yeah, I'm you gonna like be. Like the oh, one. by the way, <laughs> bringing it up one. now.
1: <laughs> it's a fun fact, and people <laughs> don't know it. So stick around, and after our sponsor break, we've got an interesting podcast for you and some more acceptable travel trivia that you can use at your next party.
0: Meet Us in Paris is sponsored by the University of California, Irvine Division of Continuing Education. Do you have an educational goal? At UCI DCE, we're here to help. With over 60 certificate programs available, we've helped over a quarter million students reach their goals, and we can help you reach yours too. You can find us at ce.uci.edu. Dream big. Take risks. Be amazing.
1: All right, so we're back, and we are back with travel trivia. Um, It is a really big world out there um, and such a short podcast. So um, I don't know who wants to go first. Did everybody base theirs around certain categories,
2: or are they all totally random? Yeah. So mine I did is more about the plane. The plane. The she has
0: all sorts of crazy plane facts.
2: And you really know about planes. You bring them up and you know how KLM like has planes. a 747. She
0: wants to be a
1: pilot.
2: KLM is also the oldest airline that still works. Really? Mm-hmm. Like the longest operating yep. one?
0: Really? Yep.
2: KLM. <clears throat> we were Dutch just airlines. actually, she
0: knows a lot about airlines. I was just yeah. talking to her about, uh, or was it in the, this podcast talking about 747s?
2: we were yeah
0: yeah and it's just like yeah the cargo Mm -hmm. actually there's a lot of them like i think uh out of taiwan anyways i'm going sideways (laughs)
2: but the cargo plane i was just on it um this past summer and i asked the flight attendant i'm like oh like i know we're on a cargo plane right now like is there anything interesting like that we're carrying and she's like actually yeah we have three horses on board i'm like (gasps) okay (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> cool. Where do they put them? In the, In the cargo, whole, cargo. So the plane, half of it is passengers and half of it is the cargo. Like,
1: top half, bottom half, front half, back half? What? Uh, but, top wh- half. Where, where the just, luggage just goes. There's a big wall. Some,
2: yeah. But there's a the wall that divides it. So the plane, when you get on it, you can't see the end because there's a huge wall. Okay. Yeah. So you're like, what? What's the other half of the plane? And See, in just my for mind, cargo. the
1: cargo is still just like a, like a bus. Like, you just
2: open a little flap and just a suitcase fits in. Yeah. I'm not big enough for a horse. Yeah. So they oh, have, like, like, the below deck. Huge. But then on these planes, like, half of it where passengers normally would be okay. is also cargo.
0: There's – I, I think – I may not be correct, but Eva Air is out of Taiwan. Yes, and, and and well, this is just random trivia, but I believe that Eva Air started out as a cargo carrier, and they okay. were using seven forty sevens, and then they started getting into passengers. Okay, and then as time went by, they just became well. Actually, they still do cargo, but it's just they have a history of cargo, and then they moved into passenger planes. Wow. So
1: well, even when you say cargo, in my mind, it's still like. I don't know, cardboard boxes of, like, bolts and nuts or something, like, to hear horses. And that really stresses me out, like, thinking about animals on planes. Well,
0: it's actually, bolts go on (laughs) ships because it's really cheap. And the thing is, is the horses go on planes because it's actually kind of safer for them. And they're shorter trips, less stressful. So you don't want to put a horse on a ship for, like, a month. No, I know, but
1: I just, are there people (coughs) back there with the
2: horses? That I don't know. (sighs)
1: It's really stressful. <laughs> you there might be. There might be. I don't know. But when you say cargo, I have in my mind, like, you know, on the Jungle Cruise ride at Disneyland, and you're going through the line, and it's, like, very, like, 1930s ship okay, with, like, like the, those boxes yeah. that are, like, nailed shut. That's what I think of when I think of cargo. So a horse was different. But I guess that's a good segue for whatever fact you actually wanted to share <laughs> with
2: us. So one thing I remember when I was younger— I was sitting by the window seat. Now I don't like sitting by a window seat, only aisle. But when I did sit by a window seat, like, have you guys noticed the little holes in the windows? The little tiny 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 hole, right. Mm -hmm. So I always wonder, like, why is there a hole in the plane? Is this bad? Like, what does (laughs) this mean? So if you've been ever nervous about that little hole, don't be. Um, the hole is actually very it's necessary to regulate cabin pressure. ok, so yeah. airplane windows are made up of multiple panels. Mm-hmm. So the hole helps the middle panel from becoming stressed with pressure during the flight,
1: ok. So that there's less chance of anything happening to the window, yeah. and yeah. even,
2: like even helps if someone shoots the window, you're fine,
1: wow. yeah, with That's a pretty bullet. impressive.
2: So, yeah, I have it's always good. noticed,
1: like, Um, around that little hole, like you'll see the ice form Mm -hmm. when you're up really
2: high. Like pressure differential and temperature
0: differential, yeah.
2: So, yeah, in the last 60 seconds or so that I was just talking and explaining about the hole, Mm -hmm. 56 pieces of luggage have been lost. (laughs) Over 2,174 people have arrived in a foreign country, and a quarter of a million dollars have been spent by Americans abroad.
1: Wow. Yeah. So I've I actually, think where the
0: luggage goes is where my socks go when they go <laughs> into the dryer. <laughs>
1: that surprised me a little bit. Um, knock on wood, I have had great um, luggage success rates <laughs> lately. So I, I've i started good. to be like, wow, is lost luggage not a thing anymore? Mm. Uh, I guess obviously it is. But there was one time, I don't even remember where, but oh. I had a very short layover and it was like... Yeah, I'm not getting my luggage. I've just accepted it. Yeah. And then it
2: showed, showed up. showed up. That's awesome. Yeah.
1: Because so. usually
2: they tag your um, bags mm-hmm. if they know there's a short connection. But this so was, like, not planned. It ended oh. up being, like,
1: um, my flight out <clears throat> was,
2: like, really late or whatever. Oh, gosh. Okay. So well, I, I don't know about I was good. shocked. Yeah. <clears throat> Have you
0: that's noticed awesome. they start double tagging as well? So mm. whenever you get your luggage put into the... Um, whenever they take it away from you they put that big long tag which mm-hmm. is like you know three inches wide yeah. and like 12 inches long mm-hmm. but they casually slip on a little barcode and yeah. they oh, stick yeah. the yep. little barcode yep. and it's, all it is is the exact same right. barcode on the in tag case one in case gets the tag get, yeah. once it gets lost so yeah well
1: have you noticed they're not the ones doing it anymore we do it we have to bag tag everything yeah. these days
0: you know what, Did- i've been the little sticker i've been having the gate person has been helping us for
1: everywhere it. i go now um they're making passengers um tag their own bags which is hard because even people who travel all the time you don't know how to do that yeah it's like how do i stick it like, yeah and if they don't tell you to take off those little barcodes to add extra ones on you wouldn't know or think about it yeah. pretty soon we're
0: gonna have to assemble our sandwiches too yeah the ones that we pay. well for. we do at subway yeah well at subway, <laughs> yeah.
2: well, well, at subway we pretty much assemble our own sandwiches right? <laughs> yeah <laughs>
1: So the lost luggage number, do you happen to know the percentage of, like, how much of that is lost based on all travelers?
2: That number, I don't know. Yeah, I'd
1: be curious to know,
2: Yeah, like,
1: how much is getting lost on the daily.
2: But just in 60 seconds, (laughs) 56 pieces of luggage were lost. Yeah, that's pretty
1: scary. Have
0: you seen the unclaimed luggage on eBay?
1: No. no so is it if, like storage <coughs> where uh, it's yeah. like you don't get to know what it is? Yeah oh. So so the
0: thing is that on eBay um, they like all these airlines have this luggage and if all ident- identification disappears, they actually will sell it on auction. Uh-huh. and there's places on like ebay or auction sites that you can actually purchase them and kind of like storage wars there's people who actually go on youtube and will actually ah. i got these suitcases let's find <laughs> out what's in them oh, that's yeah
1: but funny. i bet tsa or whoever goes through them and takes the good stuff out probably. first probably for sure for yeah. sure yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> so another <clears throat> random so piece far. of trivia. So I don't know if you guys ever notice when you're flying, I'll say, oh, it's going to take us two hours flight time. But then when you get on the airplane, the pilot's like, it's going to take us one hour and 15 minutes. Mm. Right. So let's see. The block time and the flight time. So they add those. That's actually a tactic done by the airline to improve their own arrival statistics. (laughs) Oh, well, then why don't they just say all flights take 14 hours and they'll all be super fast. So it just helps them if they're late with taking off or some technical issues. They're still within their range. Mm.
0: The (laughs) government actually put it. Where that came about was that the government started finding them if people came. Too many of their flights were late. So what they started doing was padding the amount of time right. by fifteen to twenty, which
1: is fair because there can be any number of reasons yeah. why it's not exactly on time. But, right.
0: So you know. the thing is, but then they start padding it extraordinarily. Like they, right. it's like, wait a minute, I'm like forty five minutes early on a yeah. forty five minute flight. You know, so <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's where it came from. Is <laughs> that government starts saying, you know, you can't constantly be bring, bringing people in late. Right. So they just padded it so much that they're never late. Okay.
1: There's a great Seinfeld bit about this where he talks about how, you know, a plane takes off late and then the pilot's like, well, we'll make up the time in the air. Don't worry. You're going to get on time. And he's like, if we can go faster, (laughs) let's just go faster. faster. (laughs) Why are we
2: not just going as fast as we can all
1: the time? Yeah. I know there's other flight patterns and things to consider, but I had a good point.
2: Yeah. Yep. Very nice. Uh, Last one. so. I don't know if you guys noticed, like the food, I mean, everyone says airplane food isn't the best. So they (coughs) oversalt the food on airplanes. And one reason is that a third of our taste buds are numbed from the altitude. Yeah. So that's why the food may not be Mm -hmm. tasting as good for us because it's overly seasoned. And also that might be a reason why so many people drink tomato juice. Because it tastes better on an airplane because it's mm-hmm. more savory.
0: Or maybe because your taste buds have turned off.
2: And your taste buds, <laughs> yeah. a third of them you know, are gone, it so it gives you just the right amount of I taste. I believe that 100%. So. Things feel and taste a little bit different in yeah. the air. So. I also
1: heard that supposedly <laughs> airlines also put stuff in their food to help you not go to the bathroom. Like... <laughs> A rumor like I mean not Imodium A D, but something to help you not go. So It's An anti diuretic. Yeah, I guess so because what? you if you're on these I long flights with that many people, what are you supposed to do if everyone's <laughs> running to the toilet? But I have no documentation to back that up. It was just a rumor I heard. But something to look up, I guess. Interesting. Yeah. But we know apparently um, they oversalt for sure. Yeah. yeah. Oversalt. <clears throat> wow.
0: Oh, am I, am I on? Yeah. Um, Are those plain
1: facts. Wow. Well, Do you have something to follow that up with, <clears throat> even more interesting? So
0: m- mine is, um, mine is on food because I'm a big foodie, mm-hmm. and <laughs> and there's the other part is that I believe that I've said this probably a bazillion times on the podcast, I can't remember, but I think that food tells us a lot about different cultures, and the reason why is that when you go to, um, if you're in a certain country. Like for for example, Japan doesn't have a lot of beef. It's Don't an they island have all the Kobe beef. <clears throat> they do, but it's not like a beef culture okay. because there's no land for them to graze. Sure. So they have to so lots of fish, you know mm-hmm. vegetables. So th- the thing is that your culture, your food is based off of what um, you what you can get. <clears throat> so food has always been interesting to me wherever I go and I always like to try the different foods hang on for a
1: second yeah <coughs> sorry about the cough mm.
0: this is why i'm being relieved by <laughs> Kristen. <laughs>
1: sorry.
0: so one of the things i thought was really interesting is i love japanese curry do you guys i don't know if you guys eat japanese I, curry yeah, I, do. I love the stuff but you know i've been eating it for years and then one day i kind of went you know it's such a weird non it doesn't seem very japanese you know you think of sure. all the different types of food that are out there yeah and it's not a really kind of when you think about the spices you doesn't the seem flavors, so
1: cohesive with the rest of the, yeah. uh, with the yeah. or,
0: or not or with the rest of the foods yeah. right yeah. so i was like where did this come from but it's decided it's definitely not indian curry right so i did some research and what had happened was it actually is kind of indirectly Indian curry. Mm-hmm. Where it came from was the British in the like 1860s, the 1880s, somewhere around there, was doing trade with um, the Japanese. And when they were doing trade with the Japanese, one of the things they, op- just like um, co- lots of cultures, that at one point is like salt was almost like, equivalent of money Mm -hmm. or pepper or spices or sugar one of the things that they were bringing that the japanese couldn't get a hold of was um indian spices Mm -hmm. and then the indian uh i'm sorry japan took the curry and um obviously the taste is very different but made it their own dish Mm -hmm. so when you think of japanese food is actually like a comfort food to the culture but it's actually a it's a food that came from another country i mean no different than us americans with like pizza or spaghetti i mean that's as american as anything else but it was adopted from another culture and and uh (laughs) well adopted from a western culture that took it from another asian culture which is
1: getting pretty diluted there yeah Yeah. Yeah. anyway so
0: so i guess another kind of original fusion food uh the second one was um once again it's a type of food that i've eaten and i love it and i realized Wow, this is so different than anything else within the culture is um, El Pastor Tacos. Mm, yeah. So good. Um, it's really good right now. Oh, so if you're nice a Californian.
1: Arm. What does El Pastor stand for? Or what does it mean? Well, uh, it? it's pork. Um, right. But El Pastor, it means like.
0: A shepherd. Right? I swear, I believe that the, I believe the original word was something about some kind of shepherd. Okay,
2: yeah, let, let me tra- Google Sorry, Translate this right Spanish.
0: now. Um, or shepherd Oh, actually, I believe it's Spanish for uh, shepherd style.
1: Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Al pastor. <clears throat> yeah, that makes sense.
0: And um, so, for people who aren't Californians, like I'm originally an Ohioan, and the closest thing that we had to really good Mexican was Taco Bell. Um, <laughs> that's not true. There's some Mexican, but it's and people not. People will like tell California. you
1: Taco Bell is not Mexican. It's yet, not
0: Mexican. So. <laughs> but when you when you eat the food, uh, the 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 Mexican food in California is just incredible. And it's very often, can quite often be very authentic. We have American Mexican, and then we have true Mexican. The El Pastor is just, it's so different. It's got like different types of spices. It has different, different types of flavors. And it's so different than any of the other foods that they have. And there's a reason for it. It, it's, origins is lebanese
1: Hmm. wow
0: so a bunch of uh the story is that a bunch of lebanese um moved to to mexico i believe it was um mexico city and um actually it's christian lebanese immigration Hmm. and what they did was they brought their um shawarma
2: to mexico
0: and that's another great food right and when they brought their shawarma to, to Mexico, um, they were having a difficult time selling it because it's so different, sure. you know. So what they started doing was uh, they started adapting it and then putting culture. it into to that culture to and started tacos. putting them in their taco shells. Wow. So then it became part of Mexican cuisine, and it's funny because if you ask ninety nine percent of California's taco style pastor, w- w- where did that come from? Mm-hmm. Everyone will tell you it's Mexican, it's yeah. but it's Lebanese. Now we know. It's no, it's
2: Lebanese. Lebanese.
0: <coughs> it's, it's origins. At least we should say the origins are Lebanese, but the, it is now culturally yeah.
1: Mexican. There are you know, some other foods like that. Like the croissant is not French. It's not? The croissant is actually Austrian. And they created it when they defeated the Turks in mm-hmm. some war. Sorry, I'm not a history major. And they made it in the shape of a crescent, which was, like, the Ottoman Empire's um, symbol. And it was, like, to symbolize their defeat over them. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Everyone associates a croissant with the French, but it's actually Austrian. Yeah. Well, they perfected
0: it. Like sure.
1: curry. There you go. Yeah. Or El pastor. I guess, you know, they're the ones who took it and made it famous, like, kiwis. Right? The yeah. Chinese uh, gooseberry didn't make it very far, but the new zealanders rebranded it yeah made it work <laughs> oh, that's
0: funny yeah so the last one i have is not nearly as interesting um but you know it's interesting nonetheless being sure. taiwanese is that um a big fad in california and uh, other parts of the united states is something called a boba drink Yeah. yeah and bobas are like so a tea good. and they have my my wife the first time i gave her a boba drink and she drank it, and it was kind of like the first time the boba came through the straw, or like mm. her head shot back, <laughs> like she, someone had popped her thing? on the forehead. And she's like, It's That's lumpy. be a
1: hazard <laughs> if you weren't <laughs> worried about yeah, what's seriously. going on. Well, I told yeah. her.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, and I,
1: I, mean,
2: I told you her. see it, I guess. And she's yeah. like,
0: it's lumpy. So for years, I mean, she hated it. And then once she kind of came in terms with her, there's that these it? things, that she really loves them. Yeah. But for like a year or two, she called them lumpy drinks. <laughs> <laughs> but apparently, no, what had funny. happened was in Taiwan, someone accidentally there was the tapioca was mm-hmm. next to the tea, and then the, you know it's one of those like the peanut butter or the, the the chocolate bar accidentally fell into the 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 into the peanut butter, and now we have Reese's peanut butter cups. Same thing with um huh. same thing with. Boba. It was done yeah. by accident. It was done by accident, and then yeah. they went. This to a is success. good. <laughs> Start making the um, boba's or the tapioca balls larger and larger, okay. and then variations. <laughs> and well, I mean tapioca, they're like, like yeah. BB sized, right?
1: Oh, they're bigger, a little bit
0: bigger. A than little that. bit, but little like, bit. now you see these boba's are like half inch shot. You yeah. know, so yeah. they're like marbles. You can yeah, play a game like, with they them. They are yeah. like marbles, perfect yeah. size. Yeah, so. Anyways, yeah. so that's where sense. that's where boba came from. It came from Taiwan, and then it's a fad that spread around the
1: world. Yes. Wow! Very I cool. saw them
0: in France.
1: But, I yeah. think it's all over the it's place now. I think so. everyone caught on to that. Yeah, yeah.
2: it's in Germany five to... years ago, and I was like, "What Do you guys?" Have it finally football? made it over there. Yeah, <laughs> Where? Poland? No, Germany. Oh. Five years? Five? No, <laughs> nine oh. years ago when oh, I was geez. there. Oh, wow. Okay. They had it, and they called it bubble tea though. Oh, yeah, I've I heard mean, bubble tea. But bubble they had tea, like the tapioca. Okay. Yeah.
1: yeah. It goes by a lot of names, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's oh, good. very nice.
0: Well, it looks like you're up now, Chris. Yeah,
1: start. um, I'm so bad at sticking with direction and categories and I kinda of went all over the place. Um That's okay. Yeah, good, because that's <laughs> what's gonna happen. But I can tell you I started thinking about um animals. I love animals. Oh, so that's much. why
0: the the angst mm-hmm. about
2: Yes, Horses in the horse back of on a on plane. plane. Yeah. That makes sense. They were fine. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, <laughs> thank you. That that <laughs> did you see them come off yeah. the plane? No. <laughs> did you have a conversation. <laughs> they, with they, she did they, and they were fine. Were they were yeah. completely
1: fine. Yeah. No. Um, at our wedding, my husband and I we donated to the ASPCA, like oh. in lieu of favors and stuff. Um, wow. Yeah. I'm just a big animal person, and one thing is, when I go new places, I really look forward to seeing different species of animals Mm -hmm. not that i'm you know i can't really go out and see like the jaguars and belize and stuff but you can try but um even just seeing different kinds of birds that are are normal and stuff i i i love that but um when we had done iceland we were really excited to see the puffins. Yeah. And uh, by the way, puffins used to exist in Maine and we led them to be extinct. They're they're Atlantic. Well, there's a breed that's like Atlantic puffins and they go they live most of their life at sea. And I think they would like kind of go back and forth between like Greenland and Iceland and Canada and Maine and places like that. Um, So anyways, uh,
0: maybe they didn't
1: like our food. It could have been, yeah, (laughs) wouldn't have boba yet, so, um, spoiler alert, we did not see any puffins um, in Iceland, and um, I know part of that was the time of year that we were, they roosted in a very specific, like, the best place to see them was actually an island off of Iceland, like, even more north, and of course, like, we weren't doing that, but I wish I had this exact fact, because I couldn't look it up again, but... While we were doing this trip, we were, you know, looking up all these things about puffins, how to find them or where to see them. And I swear, I read this fact that said um, something like, even if you can't see a puffin, like, they're all over the place. And there's, like, a 70% chance that a puffin is looking at you right now. What? (laughs) It's really bizarre. But I remember it so distinctly because it became, like, a joke that rest of the trip that there's a puffin looking at you no matter what you do. Um, But they uh, are native to that region but they live most of their life at sea but they come back but to Iceland to roost you. and they lay one egg a year and they're watching you
2: <laughs> wherever you kind are kind of sounds Iceland. like that story you mentioned last podcast about the bears and trees yes the drop <laughs> the drops yeah so um, in Iceland watch out puffins are, are watching, watching you <laughs> it's
1: part of their lore yeah puffins and trolls oh um gosh. So that's not even a fact that I can back up. So I don't remember it specifically. Um, But someone out there has got to do that.
2: (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) I know what Puffins are looking at you. Um,
0: Oh, hang on. I got a random piece of trivia for you. If you like Puffins. Yes. Did you see the last Star Wars?
1: yes Yeah, the uh, the porgs. porgs, the porgs. Yes, the are porgs. they supposed to be puffins? No, they look more like penguins <clears throat> to me.
0: When they were filming the movie, and I can't remember the exact location, there were puffins everywhere, and they couldn't get them off the set. So <laughs> instead, it's like, well, let's just feature them. So they uh. th- they did the CGI. <clears throat> so like all the different puffins. So then they <laughs> wrote them into a little bit of the storyline, but all the pu- the. The porks that were floating around were, are actually CGI'd over um, puffins. Oh,
1: my gosh. Oh,
2: I that's love it. funny.
1: So did they film that in Iceland?
0: I can't remember where they or filmed Canada? it. I thought it was, like, in somewhere in the U.K., but...
1: It could be. Oh, like the Orkney Isles and stuff yeah, like that Yeah, something up there. like
0: that is the impression I think I think
1: they got. would have those, too. Yeah. Oh, very cool. Okay. So, okay. anyways, Watch sorry that to that scene again. No, that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> All the porgs. Um... <clears throat> One other thing about animals that I thought was really interesting is, um, so the peacock is actually the national bird of a country. Do you know which one? Um, Can you guess?
2: <laughs> India. Yes. Was that a guess? No, I had a... You knew? <laughs> I thought I knew, but I wasn't sure. India.
1: Yeah, so um, obviously because it's its national bird, there are a lot of laws about it, but it is, um, they are considered, oh my gosh, I should have known, but I think they're like some form of rodent or something like that, but they're, what? wait, I feel like I've heard that too. And I guess the point I'm getting at, I shouldn't say stuff, I don't know is true, but in the city of Goa in India, they Uh got it approved to classify them as vermin so that they could hunt them because they were destroying their farms. The peacocks peacocks were, because, um. They were they're everywhere, right? India has a very free yeah, like
0: scavenger kind of animals, animal yeah,
1: right, <coughs> and they were ruining all of these farms, right. Um, so even though it was a national bird, they were able to lobby and get it classified as vermin, so that they could legally kill the peacocks. Aww. So, which makes me really sad again. But when but they taste so good. Have no. you had peacocks? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> um, but you know when you you read some of these um, environmental things about how you need to control certain populations yeah, for the that other makes ones, sense. yeah, I, I can get behind that. I understand, but. Um, I thought that was interesting. And I was even fascinated to learn that it was the national bird. I learned that when I was there, which I had no idea about before. Um, but I didn't see any wandering around while I was there. Because
0: well, they all killed. Yeah, yeah. They, well, I wasn't
1: in Goa, but, yeah, maybe they were all killed. <laughs> oh, they're probably man. out in the countryside a lot more, I'm right. sure, obviously. In so Poland,
2: did, there's a town. I forgot what it's called but I was there when I was little, and I have pictures of me just walking around with peacocks. There's, like, what? wild peacocks just walking around by wow. a castle.
1: And I'm like, okay,
2: cool. Were they um, making the... One, I have a picture of one that did the whole wing. And then there's like a few females, which are just like brown. Oh, right. walking around. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Have you been to Kauai? In Hawaii? Hawaii Kauai? -mm. No. So they have... It's crazy because when you're in Kauai, they have uh, chickens, wild... Feral chickens, huh. everywhere. They had
1: that in uh, a lot of islands. Had that. They had that in Tahiti yeah. too.
0: Because they don't have so natural exactly. predators. Yeah. And so right. they're like they everywhere. Collect you go. their eggs. No, they're just They're like they're like they're quiet, pigeons. Yeah, quiet pigeons. They're just everywhere. And I asked, "Can you eat them?" It's like now they're too tough. You know, because they're they're yeah. feral and they're wild. They're muscular, yes. Yeah. But you know, it's everywhere That's you go. Really, they're cutting enough. Yeah. They're cutting across the parking lot. You know, they're like That's they're funny. they're on top of your car. They're they're just everywhere. It's, right. it's kind of neat. Right. It's really neat. I mean, it's neat to yeah. see them. So. Well, it's
1: like in uh, a lot of the Caribbean, <clears throat> there are the wild pigs everywhere. Mm. Like I, I think know. Jamaica, a lot of the Caribbean, the Bahamas. There's like right. those colonies of pigs that just exist. in existent. Poland, there's wild
2: boars just yeah. running Jeez. around in the forest. Did they hurt you? Yes. Yeah. Like They're very so like sometimes when I'm walking in the forest to get somewhere <laughs> it's like night it's I'm like, like "Oh flashlight. no." Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm still fascinated by Poland and walking in the forest like with a flashlight.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Cuz like, like when you go to B. like the beach, there's like a forest right there. So sometimes you could do like a nice yeah, path. Okay. Through the forest to get back into the town. But yeah. It you have to go. Story, but, you yeah. have to go. Um
1: so the other thing I, I won't even bore you with how I segue to to animals to this, but another thing that I love is I'm obsessed with monarchies of the world. So I love <laughs> okay. royal families. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, um, and so I always yeah. am fascinated when I'm in a country that has a royal family, and I often, because I hadn't done that much research, get surprised that I'm in a place that has a royal family. So, mm-hmm. like when I was in Madrid, I'm looking at the map, and it's like all oh, the royal palaces right there. I'm like, Spain has a king, right. so I forget a lot of these. countries. I think there's 26 countries that have um, royal families, mm-hmm. um, but
0: that's on your list of places to go, then right? Everywhere you that has a has monarchy, a, has a monarchy.
1: Yes. Yes. yeah, that, and Saudi I love, Britain. yeah. <laughs> when I visit places, I love to visit the royal palaces if if they allow yeah, it, which right. a lot of them do have at least some room or wing or something that you're able to, like, visit and see. Uh, so we I try call it to Trump
0: Tower in. in New York.
1: <laughs> no. <we do> <laughs> no. Okay. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Although, speaking of, I've never even visited the White House. I know we talked yeah. about D.C., but I've never done those tours to see the White House. It's which...
0: incredibly difficult to get into the White House now because of the, the, the security. Kind of,
1: even the, like, school tours and stuff?
0: So, used to be whenever i was a kid you could just literally walk up to the white house and just get into the white house Mm -hmm. but now you need to speak to your Congressperson or your senator you need to have a 30-day advance i actually tried to get Mm -hmm. in when i was um in washington dc in december and you had to have a 30 day 90 days is better and then you have to be approved and i officially never got approved to go So,
1: oh. see, it makes sense. I get it. But then it always blows my mind when I'm in Stockholm and they're letting me just wander inside yeah. and they're like, right. this is where they have dinners. And you're like, oh, we nice. I mean, can just be here. Yeah.
0: The world is dangerous, you know. It's, it's a dangerous it's place. It's
1: different everywhere. Yeah. yeah. But, um, one thing, um, and this is kind of a personal anecdote. So there is a country called Liechtenstein. Yes, and they uh, speak tiny. German. Yes, yeah, so small. Um, I actually had a friend who was from Liechtenstein, and oh my gosh. he was telling us how. Um, he met their king so they have a monarchy and he met the wow. king of Liechtenstein and it was like a school thing and I'm sure because the country's so, so small, small everyone yeah. knows the king <laughs> and like girlfriend. are all friends yeah I'm sure. Sure it's like not even a thing yeah. exactly um but <clears throat> in Liechtenstein German there is a specific tense that you use to speak only to the king wow.
2: and you learn it oh, in school so cool to wow. meet the
1: king and to speak <gasps> to the king. And when he was there, he used the wrong tense and <laughs> oh, it was like, you know, really ashamed and like um, really embarrassed, but you know, the king was fine with it, thank goodness. Yes. Who oh, would God. he be? But I thought that was very interesting. That's yeah. super cool. Yeah. I mean, I guess you would, in a country like that, maybe you do see the king a lot and need to yes. master that language, but. What about,
0: wow. um, so what state, let me see if I got this right. What state in the United States was the only place to have a king? Hawaii. Hawaii.
1: Oh, good one, yeah. but Didn't they <coughs> look well, They had a monarchy. They had a queen, too. Yeah, they had a When the U.S. took it over, the queen was who they, like, quarantined her. Yep. And everything. Yeah. Yep.
0: And you still can actually go. They, they have, I can't remember the na- exact name, but if you're on, uh, not the... Uh, near Honolulu, they have a cultural museum on um, the other side of the island. And you can Mm -hmm. go there and you can actually see a lot of the royal, um, they have these like staffs with these beautiful canary feathers. Mm -hmm. And the conversation, they talk about these staffs and these staffs, all the canary feathers, they had to wait, this is so Hawaiian, right? They, they weren't plucked off the canaries. They waited for the canaries to molt
1: oh, the feathers because nice. they did not
0: want to harm the animals. Mm-hmm. So all these staffs that they look like huge dust um, uh-huh. dusters, yeah. Yeah. you know, like ten foot dusters, yeah. but with huge tops and they're wow. beautiful. And, and it's just so. Wow. It's, it's, so you, if you like interest in monarchy, you know, yeah. that's our only monarchy.
1: Well, this country was founded under a monarchy. <clears throat> yep. So where are we drawing
0: the line? (laughs) we were a colony, I guess, but
1: But never had a palace here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, most in peace, George III. (laughs) The last one. Um, The other thing, so, not Spain. Japan has (gasps) a current emperor who, by Mm -hmm. the way, is abdicating this year. Um, it was announced that he will be abdicating his throne, the Chrysanthemum Throne, that's what they call it in Japan, um, on April 30th of this year for his son.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And his daughter, Princess Ayako, recently renounced her title to, to be able to commoner. marry a commoner last year in October. Wow. Right. And um, I was actually in Japan in October and I just missed their <laughs> royal wedding, which was such a bummer. Um But they, I know there was talk that they were trying to rewrite the laws that, first of all, they wanted to change the gender secession so that a firstborn, whether male or female, could take over the throne, um, which it currently passes to the males. Um, But then also that a woman wouldn't have to abdicate in order to, or renounce her title in order to marry a commoner, because that Mm -hmm. is the law right now. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't know if anything ever came of that, like in time for her or, Mm -hmm. yeah, so it sounds like she, she chose love. Yeah, which I couldn't imagine doing. <laughs> I want to be princess. <laughs> didn't, didn't Prince Charles
0: forfeit some of his because he married?
1: No, no, but um, King King Edward, who mm-hmm. was um, Prince, sorry, Queen Elizabeth's uncle was king, and mm-hmm. he abdicated to marry Wallace Simpson, the um, twice divorced American socialite, and then uh, Queen Elizabeth's father then took over, and then she became. she wasn't originally in that line like the direct line Um, But then Charles, when he married Camilla, is that what you're referring to? I don't think he gave up anything. Um, Or maybe Camilla
0: cannot be referred as a princess or a queen. If
1: Okay, so she first of all, they do not refer to her as as Princess of Wales, which is technically one of her titles, but because everyone has such a strong association with Diana, Mm -hmm. they call her the Duchess of Cornwall instead. Mm -hmm. Um, But just how the monarchy works regardless, because Charles is the blood, he will be the king and she would be the queen consort. Right. Which is the same it would be for Kate Middleton, just because <clears> they're not the blood. But I don't think anything changed from him marrying her. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's my understanding. But, okay. Well. Yeah. And obviously, the British monarchy is, like, the most well-known, especially in America. Yeah. Um, but there are so many monarchies still still going on out there, which always surprises uh-huh. me. But I love visiting those uh, palaces and seeing their histories and things like that in new places that I go to. So, was part of my fun facts. Yeah, nice. Yeah. So, what did we learn today?
0: The world is big, oh. and there's a lot of interesting <laughs> things out a lot there. Going
1: out there, I have
2: something super random. Yeah. Oh, cool. Not re- uh, related to planes. About the Trevi <laughs> Fountain oh. in
1: Rome. In, in Rome. Rome. Yes. I
2: don't know if you guys know this or not, but so you know how like so many people make their wishes and drop yeah. coins, so. That money is actually collected every Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 9 a.m.
0: Whoa. That's why I go there at 8 a.m. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So at 9
2: a.m. for about an hour and a half, the money's collected, and they get about 1.2 million euro a year. And what do they do with it? They donate it to charity and to help the poor. Wow. So that's also, like, your money's actually helping people. That's beautiful. Yeah.
1: I can't believe you can collect that much from that fountain, though. Yeah. I Maybe we should go at eighty. <laughs> I'm charity. You've
0: been <laughs> there, right? I'm,
1: I have been to Rome, yes.
0: No Trevi Fountain.
1: Oh yes, it's yes. huge. Yeah, I know, but for some reason, thinking that <clears throat> from all, it all accumulates those accumulates yeah. yeah, in coins, yeah. of all things, so. Yeah. But that Very thing is huge,
0: and everyone. I mean, you have to throw. Three coins yeah. into the fountain, right? So. Yeah.
1: My my favorite thing from Rome was um, the the truth mouth. I've, yes. The, I forget. Boca I for- Del, della Verita or whatever from Roman Holiday. Did you put your hand in? Of course I put my okay. hand in. Okay. But, you know, did you see Roman
2: Holiday? I Audrey need to watch Hepburn? it. I need mm-hmm. to watch it. I
1: don't know. I just remember watching as a kid and always wanting to go. And that was my favorite thing in Rome. When it's totally, like, not that exciting <laughs> either. And it's, like, off to the side and... Okay, I'm going to but...
0: we completely change subjects, but I'm yes. not going to go for it. If you're in Rome during August, mm-hmm. you must go see the opera in the bathhouses.
1: Oh. So, hmm.
0: they have operas under the summer sky, and August is a falling star month oh. in in Rome. So, as you're watching the opera Um, If you look up every once in a while, you will be, if you're lucky, you'll catch a glimpse of falling stars cutting through the night sky.
1: I mean, is that predictable each month?
0: Uh, Apparently there's some kind of, apparently, no, specifically it's August. For some reason, there's some kind of something or another, and it's always in August. And when I did it, it's like, sure enough, look up, it's like, whoa, whoa. And then it's just like the streak of, just wow. streak of That's light awesome. in the sky. You know, you're watching, so I mean, what's more amazing than, I'm in Italy, I'm watching the opera. So romantic. And there's, yeah. Well, yeah. I, was, I was with my parents and my sister at the time. Oh. But anyway, so, <clears throat> um, And then just like seeing, you know, seeing meteors fall from the sky. Yeah. So really cool. Got to do it.
1: Definitely. Well, great. Well, I'd say with that, We had a good, robust session and learned a lot. Um, Thank you for listening in, and hopefully we have stimulated your desire to travel more and tune in more. Um, Last of all, before we go, we want to give a big thank you to our amazing sponsor, the University of California, Irvine, Division of Continuing Education. We don't want to brag, but we're kind of the best kind of awesome at UCI. So check out our courses in person or online at ce.uci.edu. Thanks again for tuning in bye bye, bye.